Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast. We are officially live with our first Facebook Live episode today as well. We finally got the the studio renovated and ready to go. Um, So we're pretty excited about that happening today. Um, It is Tuesday, September 10th. In our scripture that we're on today, we are back to our chapter a day movement um, out of our uh, You Asked For It series that we did for three weeks to answer your guys' questions. Um, So we are back on our chapter a day today. So chapter of the day today, Tuesday, September 10th, is Revelation 10. So I am joined, as always, by Pastor Daniel Yelverton to my right. Um, Hello. And then they can see us waving They now. can see us now. <laughs> know, so uh, so we don't have to like tell you what our hand gestures are anymore. <laughs> um, so then uh, Mark Watson is also joining us. He's been on the podcast before. Hello. Um, as I uh, has said before, when I set up him as a guest, um, he is a great guy that is part of the worship team, um, been coming to the church for is it a few months now. Is yeah. that the deal? Yeah, yeah. It's been a few months. Yeah. So he is part of the worship team, a really great drummer, um, a really great guy, guy, a great addition to the worship team and to our church body as well. Um, so Mark, tell us, I think last time he was on, he had a little bit of a, a mess up in something that he, yeah, he said, I, I that uh, he catches a little bit of flack from a person or two that are close to him that knows how it went. So uh, please correct your, uh, your misstatement before. Okay, what I said when I was on last time is, I had been playing drums for 13 years, and I said I took a nice long break. And then Sean says, well, so how long have you been playing drums if you took a break? You've only been playing for 13 years. What I meant to say was I've been playing since I was 13, and I took a nice long break. Gotcha. So... I kept getting flack from Sean, so I know he's listening to this. So order I, of words, right? Yes, I fixed it, so no more, no more giving me a hard time. So now the record is set straight. Yes, I've been playing since I was thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I'm forty-seven, so whatever that figures out. Whoa, and how long of the age, break did you take? Let everybody's age know on Facebook. Is that? Well, I think they can see my hair. But it probably gives a. I dye my hair gray. Oh yeah. By the way, I mean, who does? It's a good look. Who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, how long of a break did you take again from playing music? Probably five or six years. Okay. Um, But, you know, a a friend would call and say, come over and let's jam, and I would go do it. But actually playing on a regular basis like I am now, Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, been been a while, but I'm I'm loving being here. It's a, a great church to be a part of. Yeah. Um, great worship leader, you of course. Oh, thank you. Um, um, your your payment is coming later for these okay. wonderful thank comments. You. <laughs> and, and of course, <laughs> it's in, totally in Daniel stage. here, but yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. But it, it's 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 a great church to be a part of. A great worship team. I'm I'm having a great time. Um, it made a big change in my life. Awesome. It really has. Wow. I've, I've, my walk with with the Lord is is completely changed. Wow. It really has. Mm, that's Thanks, awesome, man. Thank you. Well, that that's. Very humbling to hear. Um, we really hope, as a church, that, um, I mean, everything that we do, I know people see us from the outside, and they see that we do things a little bit differently than a lot of other churches here in town. Sure. And there's nothing wrong with how anybody does it in town. Um, we just really, we're trying to to follow uh, our own script that God is leading us yes. on. So hopefully, what we're doing um, we strive for excellence, for the glory of God, right. not for the glory of this church, not for us to get bigger and make more money, but for more people to be reached for his kingdom. Right. So to hear people coming in and having comments like that, um, it really means a lot to us because we really hope that um, what we're hearing and what we're following and doing is being effective. Um, so that's really cool, man. Thank yep. you so much for sharing that with yep. us. Mm-hmm. Um, 
All right, so guys, uh, it, once again, if you have any comments, anything like that, um, just shoot them across. We all have uh, Facebook pulled up. Uh, we're going to be trying to see if you guys have anything that you have to say. Uh, we are so excited to be able to be interactive with you guys now as we're going along. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, so uh, just just send us anything you got, and we will do what we can. Um, so anyway, we'll go ahead and get into the scripture for today. We need to do a little bit of a shorter podcast today. Um, getting this stuff up and running took a little bit longer than um, I expected today. So uh, and and Daniel and I both need to be done so that we can try to be somewhere by noon. So it's eleven thirty-five now, and we will just go ahead and get into it. So Daniel, we are into the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. And um, we're back to our chapter a day, as I said. So today's Revelation 10. So we have nine books or nine chapters of the book that we have missed so far. Um, So can you go ahead and give us a little bit of a setup and a context on where we are today and what we're getting into? Yeah. uh, uh, Also, we are doing a a series called Can't Wait here at Elevation Community Church. And so if you would like to kind of catch up on that um, by the time the podcast has come out, you know, there, the second message will have already come up and Phil will be talking about the throne room. We've already done one, uh, sermon on the, uh, on the book of revelation. It's called can't wait. Uh, that's the series. Uh, really it's about the anticipation of what's to come. Uh, revelation is a great book. It's a book that says that if we read it and if we obey it, then it will be blessed. And, uh, it's one that I've avoided in the past. It's one that I know that a lot of people have avoided or just not quite understood exactly what is going on with uh, with the book of Revelation. And so uh, to kind of give us a little bit of a context, so John, uh, many people think it's the Apostle John who's on the Isle of Patmos. This book is written uh, about 90 or so AD. And so this is one of the last books that we have that are that has been written in the, in the Bible. John is an old man. Um, this is probably 60 years or so after Jesus has been crucified and rose from the dead. So this is kind of, this is really uh, a long time. And the church is going through a lot of persecution. And so Jesus uh, reveals himself to John. And that's what the book is about. It's the revelation of Jesus. So Jesus reveals himself to John in his glorified form. Uh, and it's just, it's all in chapter one. And he, it's like, it's, it's amazing. It's full of majesty. He's shining like the sun and John's terrified. And then he tells him three things. He says, write down the things that you've seen, write down the things that are happening now and the things that are to come. And so the things that are happening now is the church. So the uh, that's Revelations 2 and 3. He writes to churches that are locally there that are in Asia Minor, but also those are to also represent like the church as a whole, the age of like uh, that we're in right now. Uh, and then he tells them to write about the things that are to come, and that's the, the things that are future, the future return of Christ, the second coming, you know, all of the judgment that's associated with the things that we see in Revelation that can be kind of scary and a little bit unknown. And so uh, so when we are now in Revelation 10, we're kind of in the middle of this uh, sequence, sequence of sevens. So there's seven trumpets, seven seals, seven bowls. And they all kind of come out of each other. They're kind of like nesting dolls. Uh, and so uh, we are kind of, it, it could be that these are linear, although that kind of doesn't make sense if you read these as a, like a linear kind of seven judgments that end up being about like, you know, 20, 21 different judgments because they all kind of seem like they're repeating themselves a little bit. And really what it is, it may be that they are just more of, this, the same judgments that are written from different perspectives. And so um, there's a lot of interpretation that can happen in Revelation. Don't feel like you need to know everything. This isn't a book to dis- to like decipher and to uh, unlock the secret code that's in it. It's really more about 
the symbolism is is supposed to invoke this kind of emotion in us, but also to to draw us into kind of what's real the the cosmic battle between good and evil that's kind of been taking place ever since the beginning and and that's the that's been warring against God's people that's warring against us right now but then the ultimate victory that's going to come through through Christ yeah uh, so that's kind of a longer uh, I guess maybe intro but really I, I wanted to kind of set like a bigger stage here of knowing that like man like there's a lot that's happening here in revelation and this isn't a book that we need to necess- that we need to avoid if anything we need to we need to read this book we need to understand it because there's a blessing associated with that but also uh it's it's hope for us it's hope that regardless of whatever we're facing we know that Jesus will be the victor. Well, he, he will be the one that conquers. He will be the one that overcomes it all. And he will undo all of this evil that we've experienced that all of humanity has experienced. Um, and so that's the hope that we get in the book of revelation. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a pretty good setup. Thank you very much for doing that. I know that we had, you had kind of nine, nine chapters to get through with that. So, um, (laughs) we are about to get into revelation 10. So, um, we'll go ahead and play a scripture from our dwell app. If you're first joining us for the first time ever, um, we use an app for our scripture reading called the dwell app. Um, it's something that we reached out to them and they gave us permission to use. Um, so, uh, it's what we use for us. It really takes out a lot of editing for us, but it adds, um, I don't know, kind of a cool flair, I think, to the scripture reading because mm-hmm. they, they have uh, voice actors and then they also have music tied with it. So it's something that we use on here regularly. So uh, here is Revelation 10 from the Dwell app. Then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, wrapped in a cloud with a rainbow over his head and his face was like the sun and his legs like pillars of fire. He had a little scroll open in his hand, and he set his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land, and called out with a loud voice, like a lion roaring. When he called out, the seven thunders sounded, and when the seven thunders had sounded, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven saying, Seal up what the seven thunders have said, and do not write it down. And the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and what is in it, the earth and what is in it, and the sea and what is in it, that there would be no more delay, but that in the days of the trumpet call to be sounded by the seventh angel, The mystery of God would be fulfilled, just as he announced to his servants the prophets. Then the voice that I had heard from heaven spoke to me again, saying, Go, take the scroll that is open in the hand of the angel who was standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the little scroll, and he said to me, Take and eat it. It will make your stomach bitter, but in your mouth it will be sweet as honey. And I took the little scroll from the hand of the angel and ate it. It was sweet as honey in my mouth, but when I had eaten it, my stomach was made bitter. And I was told, You must again prophesy about many peoples and nations 
and languages and kings. All right, you guys. So that is Revelation 10 from the Dwell app. Um, I just noticed on our Facebook Live, since we're on that today, we said pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Also, pay no attention to my bare legs below the table. I promise I have pants on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So... um, Anyway, guys, that um, I, that is Revelation I got my ten. Sandals. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> Fitting. Yeah. Um, so that's Revelation ten. Um, it is a book. Uh, the whole book of Revelation. It is full of imagery and symbolism. Yeah. Um, so, what do you guys want to get into uh, first? Addressed out of Revelation ten that we just listened to. Mm, I think one of the the things that stuck out to me in this chapter that's just really strange is when he, the angel tells John to, to take the scroll, the little scroll and eat it. Yes. Yeah. You know? And so it's uh, yeah. it kind of like reminds me of that thing. Like when you got caught with a note and you're not yes. supposed to have it. Right. And then like, they're like, let me see it. And you're like, no. And I just eat it real quick, you know? And, and Fiber. so exactly. Yeah, exactly. Get a little, uh, a tree or whatever, or cotton, whatever it is now in your life. Uh, and so anyways, I, I thought that was just like, it's really, Strange, right? Yeah. The, the terminology, the symbolism is strange. But I think uh, when you read more into it, it really what the what the angel's asking John to do is he's asking him to to really internalize it, to to take it, to consume it, to dig- to digest it, to let it um, kind of uh, I guess reach him in his innermost heart, innermost being. Yeah. Um, and then there's the response to it that after he eats it, after he digests it, that he is supposed to prophesy to kings and nations. Uh, and uh, which is prophesied just to, to be a, a mouthpiece for the Lord. Yeah. And that's kind of the context of like what he's saying here. And, and I think what's, what's interesting is so this, this chapter is a small chapter and it's falling. It's like an interlude between the sixth trumpet and the seventh trumpet. So it's this pause between the final kind of day of the Lord, which we see is the six is the seventh trumpet. And in this angel is telling John to to almost take the mysterious plan of God. So he's calling it the mysterious plan, which for us, and we see this in so much reference in other scripture, is just the gospel. It's 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 God's plan for humanity that he uh, want, that Jesus would come, that he would die, that he would live the perfect life, he would die for us, and that he would give us redemption through his son. And this was this plan that, that was all along that's finally being unveiled. Yeah. Paul will talk about that in some of his letters, and so there's a reference to that. And so the scroll is that mysterious plan. It is that um, is God's design for. Uh, not only his role in saving humanity and reconciling humanity, but then our role in what we do with it. So we we need to internalize it. We need to consume this, and then also respond to it, and 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 to tell other people about it. and And I see this as interlude is almost like a, a time of of repentance. This is a, an opportunity that God's plan has been revealed, but God's judgment is not quite here. And this is this space that we live in right now, where uh, we get the opportunity to consume kind of God's mysterious plan, but then also to tell other people about it with the opportunity that hopefully that will bring repentance. Uh, and so that to me is, it's strange at first, but when you kind of dive and kind of work through the symbols, you can kind of see what's going on here. Yeah. And I have, I have a couple things on that too, that I would love to kind of bounce off of you guys. Um, one is, so like um, I talk, I look at, him eating the scroll, consuming the scroll. I look at it almost like the best reference I can think of is like loading a gun. Like mm-hmm. he has to take in the ammunition to be able to then go out and, and spit that out to the world. Um, what do you guys think that, why do you think they says it, they say it tastes as sweet as honey, but is bitter in his stomach? 
why do you think that is something that they pointed out? Mm. Well, this is kind of what I, I took from it was the taste is going to be a really good taste in your mouth, but in your stomach, it's going to kind of make you sick. Yeah. Mm. I kind of took it as you go and prophesy and you will get that sickness out the more you profit. That's the way I took it. Mm-hmm. I may be completely wrong on that. Yeah. But that's kind of how I, mm-hmm. how I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think you're right in that there's kind of this bittersweet mm-hmm. message, right? The gospel has that. It has this, um, like it, it, it's good news, you know, but it's, there's also like this, there's like mercy and judgment kind mm-hmm. of mixed in, right? Right. And so there's this, man, like this is really, really good for me. But then there's also like, man, like I need to, there's, there's parts where I need to repent. There's parts that I need to surrender. There's parts where we see kind of God's justice kind of taking place. And so I think maybe that's also can be something like that where it's like a little bit of that, that bittersweet good news. It's, it's good. Uh, our, our salvation came at a great cost for Christ, you know? And so like, there's this, it's good for us. It's bitter. So it has that kind of give and take. And I, I don't know. I don't know if that, kind of makes sense or that f- kind of falls under the category because it, it, like I said, this is a lot of symbolism. And right, so it is. It's kind of, it can be a little confusing at first, but I think that uh, that comes with some of the challenge. Like Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you've got to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Right. But there's really amazing things that come from following Jesus, but it comes with sacrifice. Yeah. It comes with uh, uh, maybe even just like surrender and things that don't come really naturally to us. Yeah. Um, so we've we've uh, is this the third time now that we've been through Revelation on yeah, this, this podcast? Be, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I've spoken on this before, but I love this book, and I love it for different reasons. Um, one, it's it's beautiful, like yes, all the symbolism. It it's just I know a lot of people look at it as very dark, but I, I really love this book right. um, because of all the symbolism, and I love it too because of all what the symbolism does. It sparks conversation between all of us to, to talk about these kind of things about right. like, what do you think that means or how, how do you take that? And, and I love that you brought up that it's God's mysterious plan. Mm-hmm. I love that it's mysterious in different ways. So like to John, it's mysterious because it's all these things that, that he's being downloaded with what it means, right. but he's being told to tell us about it in a certain way. That is all this symbolism that to this day, we still don't know. Mm-hmm. It's also mysterious because for John at that time, it's in the future. So, you know, it's mysterious because he doesn't know when these things are supposed to happen and he's writing it down for us. And then for us, it's, it's mysterious because we still don't know when these things are going to happen, what they're going to look like. All of them, some of them may have already happened Mm -hmm. and we don't understand because we don't know exactly what it looked like when it happened. Um, but so I just love all the mysteriousness, but I also love how it's mysterious uh, to John as it's being unveiled because, um, what he hears at certain times, and then he turns and what he sees, what he hears, he makes assumptions on, mm-hmm. I believe. But just the same thing that we do. Right. So we can make assumptions on this book and what it's going to mean, but we have to keep humility within ourselves to know that we don't know for sure what it's going to look we like. We have no idea. Yeah. So right. when he's told about uh, the coming of Jesus... And, and, and it looks like it's going to be some military victory that Jesus comes and wins for the kingdom of God. That's what he hears and what he perceives. And then when he turns and sees it, he sees Jesus as the slain lamb yeah. who wins the victory by dying for everyone and then mm-hmm. coming back victorious and, and defeating death. Mm-hmm. And then um, also with the 144,000 with the remnant, 
he hears about them as like he believes that it's this the strong military or whatever that's supposed to it's be like there a to census. win. Yeah. yeah, a military census. So yeah. I'm sure he's envisioning soldiers in in, you know, in armor right. ready to go out and fight. Yes. And when he turns instead, he sees it's the saints of the church and it's the people that are the remnant that are left behind and they win the battle by going through suffering during the tribulation and the great tribulation. So yeah. very, it's very mysterious because you can hear whatever you want, but then when you actually see it with your own eyes happening, right. it's probably not going to be anything like what you expect. And I love that God's story is written like that to mm-hmm. where we think we can know what's going to happen and we have no idea. And in the end, the outcome that we see when it comes to fruition is so much more perfect and beautiful than anything that we could have imagined beforehand. Yeah. And you see that earlier in this, uh, in the book of revelation, you see that, uh, that the trumpets look kind of look like the plagues of Egypt. Right. And yeah. so when the, when they get unveiled or when they get announced through the, through the trumpet, um, the nations don't repent, and actually, they they act, they're in active rebellion still towards God, and so you see that like as these judgments are unfolding, that that that's not actually bringing people to repentance; it's actually pushing people away, kind of similar to how Pharaoh hardened his heart. And so there's a lot of similarities there, uh, but then you see later on in Revelation that people actually repent because of. Um, uh, the suffering of the church. Yeah. Like, so you have the witnesses that are, that are killed and then they are vindicated and they're, they, they rise. And so many people come to repentance and so many people come to Jesus because of that. And, and it is, it's backwards, right? Because that's, that's, you know, Israel thought that Jesus, the Messiah was going to be this conquering King that was going to usher this golden age. And instead he was the suffering servant that died, yeah. you know? And so it's it, what God's mysterious plan is. It, you're right, Brent. It's so counterintuitive uh, to, to what we would imagine or how we would imagine it to unfold. And, and I think that that's even for us as in the age that we're in right now, because we're not quite there. We're not quite there to where the judgment is like, really, the day of the Lord is, is come. Uh, I think that we have to we have to trust God in his plan and purpose and the way he's unveiling his glory and his plan and, and know that the situations that we face and the suffering that we may go through, just like you see suffering going on with the people in the book of revelation, the church in the book of revelation, uh, is an opportunity to draw other people to repentance. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's part of that unveiling. Uh, and so I think that for me, when I see the book of revelation, it gives me so much hope. Um, because hope necessarily doesn't come from this like, uh, ultimate military victory that God is going to have. It comes from the fact that God is, is bringing glory through the suffering of Jesus through our suffering and through our, our sacrifice. Uh, and it's drawing people to Jesus. Yeah. I watched, um, some of the Bible, uh, what is it? Bible project, project, Bible project on yeah. this. And, um, they pointed out today that God's plan, um, will be, it will come to fruition when, his people, when the church stops killing enemies but starts dying for their enemies, mm-hmm. just like you're talking about. And and for me, one thing about this book that I love, it gives me courage for the future. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because it gives me courage where I think about, okay, with my faith, if if I'm not taken in the rapture, if that happens, if the rapture isn't where we all just float up to heaven and, and the church is gone... Um, if I'm still here through this tribulation, if that ends up happening that way in my lifetime or whatever, to take courage and to have courage through all of that and to be able to have the strength through Jesus 
to die with that conviction through that tribulation, mm. that is the victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. To suffer and die for Jesus is the victory. That's the external victory that people are going to see that's going to help his kingdom turn people to him. Yes. And it's it's amazing. So, like, I don't want to die, (laughs) but it gives me courage knowing, it gives me a different perspective on if that were to happen in my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, they talk about in uh, Revelations 2 and 3 when Jesus is writing uh, or he's sending the letters through John to the churches. Uh, a lot of it is about victorious conquering, but it's conquering through suffering. It's conquering through surrender. It's conquering through, uh, enduring and having faith. So it's so, it's so counterintuitive to what we would imagine conquering and overcoming actually looking like, um, which I think is, gives us that kind of, um, I don't know. It gives us gives us a a better perspective, even a better lens on how the the you know God's kingdom actually functions and how it actually operates. Right. Because I think we can have this kind of this different view or a broken view of God, or maybe a view of God that kind of like the uh, the Jewish people had of how the Messiah was supposed to be like. And when they become disappointed, they'll just kind of abandon yeah. God altogether. And this unveiling is telling us exactly how it really unfolds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we saw it in Jesus's life with um, uh, with Judas. Yeah. Like Judas was expecting him to be this victorious right. military general that comes in and kicks Rome's butt right. and just ushers in this amazing kingdom. We're live. You can't say butt. I know, but <laughs> it was just with one team. My son can't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to have to mark it for explicit content. <laughs> yeah, um, That's just a one T butt. <laughs> a one T butt. But um, we see that in Jesus's life. So then that's kind of a precursor and a preview of how it will be in the future, you know? So I think that's really cool that that's tied in and that there's an example of that mm-hmm. in his life. And then this is in the future and it's, it's still mm-hmm. going to be that way. People are expecting something and it's going to be something totally different. That's mm-hmm. even better. They just aren't ready for it. Well, something I noticed, he used the word hope. You used the word courage. And like you said, people will see this as a dark um, chapter and mm-hmm. yeah, it's not because to me, the the one thing that, that really I thought was just beautiful was, and I spoke about it earlier, was an angel wrapped in a cloud with a rainbow over its head and feet of fire. Mm. I mean, that's beautiful to me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So it's not this dark, awful. I mean, it's, it's really not. To me, it's not what I see. But I agree with both of you, hope and courage. A lot of people wouldn't use those words for this. For revelation. For revelation yeah. at all. Yeah. So that... I yeah I agree with both hope hope and courage I would say both of those I have for for that mm. yeah. revelation so we'll, we'll have to wrap up here real quick okay yeah I think it's always good for us when we talk when we're reading scripture is to kind of like extrapolate or pull out like an application even like yes. a personal application right. so let's just talk about hope for a little bit uh, knowing that this book is such a blessing to us because we do ultimately see in the end that Jesus is victorious and that Jesus. Everything that's wrong gets undone, and uh, there's no more tears, no more death, and we get the ultimate experience of spending eternity completely reconciled to God. And and so that's the well, that's the hope that we have. It's not quite here yet. So what do we do in the in the in between? Do you feel like how does how does that kind of uh, how how do you how do you take this encouragement that we get from Scripture and really pull it into your own personal life? 
uh, I think for us and me, and this is personally for, for our family, is that we're going through a season right now that's really just challenging uh, physical health and different things like that that we're kind of yeah. facing. And uh, for me, the hope that God is going to heal all sickness and take away all pain um, is is really, really impactful for us right now. Uh, my wife, Lainey, she, she has uh, things that she's struggling with. She has Lyme's disease, and uh, we're going through treatment right now, and it's just a huge challenge for our family. Um, but uh, I have hope. I always have, I know that, that Jesus will heal, and he will take away all of that pain and everything that we've, the process that we've endured. And so in this season of suffering, it gives us, something to really cling to, to hold on to that's kind of imperishable. Mm-hmm. And so that then helps us to respond to the tough days, you know, or to the days that are really challenging, or even to know that there is going to be, there's always light at the end of the tunnel because of what always the promise that we have with Christ. And so that to me, this speaks so much volumes to me because of that, because yeah. of, you know, because of our personal situation. So I don't know, do you guys have any, anything to add with that? Well, I, I'm, I'm in the same, my wife has a pinched nerve in her back right now. And so I've got bronchitis, you know, she's got a sinus infection. It's just like, but like you said, you always know that it, you always have that to look forward to. There's going to be no more pain, no more suffering. Yeah. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it literally, as they say, it takes the sting of death away. It does. Yeah. All right, you guys. So we'll have to go ahead and wrap up. So Mark, thank you very much for joining us again Thanks today. For, Thanks for having me. Um, uh, and Daniel, as always, thanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to be here. Um, so, guys, we have been able to see you. I know that there were no real comments that came through today, but uh, April Reese, Anthony Witt, Candace Henderson, uh, Mike Brewer, Jason Shikey, Jen Kaler, um, Sarah Williams, Laney Yoverton, <coughs> Matthew Jones, uh, Rachel Miller. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today to watch. Hopefully this was this was good for you guys. Yeah. Hopefully we can get, if there's any kinks when we watch back, we'll get that stuff worked out as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now we'll go ahead and close up with a prayer and then um, we'll go ahead and wrap up for today. So thank you guys for joining us, but we'll get into that prayer. Daniel, would you close with a prayer today, please? Sure. Thank yeah. you. Uh, dear Jesus, I just uh, thank you so much that uh, you are victorious that you have conquered death, that you have uh, everything under your authority and under your control. And thank you so much that we can trust you because you died for us. And it was your great love that has redeemed us uh, to God. And so uh, I pray, Lord, that today we are able to operate in that love, in that hope that we have, that, uh, that you are going to be uh, you're going to right all of the wrongs, that you are going to take away all of the sickness, all of the death, and that um, that pain will be no more. Uh, so, God, may that give us hope in the in-between. May that give us hope in the time when we are really going through suffering and pain and injustice and hurt and disappointment and betrayal, all the things that you have endured uh, personally. And so uh, give us hope uh, in this season. Give us peace in the season, whatever it may be. And God, may we uh, be victorious by the ways that we endure and by the ways that we trust you. Uh, We ask you for the strength and the courage to do that. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 
Thank you, Daniel, for praying, closing us up today. Um, You guys, uh, for viewers, thank you for joining us. For listeners, thank you for joining us um, as we move into this new era of the podcast with the Facebook Live going along with it. So um, please uh, think of any questions, think of any feedback that you have for us um, for the future. As we can be interactive with you guys, we want to make this thing better. Um, and, And the whole reason that we do this and the whole reason that we do anything at Elevation Community Church is to try to provide a better um, experience for you guys and a better way for you to get to know Jesus and for a better way for more people to get to know Jesus and to get involved in his community of believers and followers in this kingdom family. So um, as our brothers and sisters, we say thank you so much for joining us um, again today, and we will just talk to you guys next Tuesday. You guys have a great week.